This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. You are so welcome. So, um, yeah, I, I, do you ever go down to the gym? I I don't have a gym membership. I, have I ever had a gym membership? I can't remember now. I might have done, but I certainly didn't use it. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, you buy the thing and then you're not really making use of it. But what I do make use of is my green gym. Ah, What's a green gym? Well, it's living in South Wales, <laughs> in a valley. It means that almost everywhere is on a slope, either coming down or going up. And food needs to be moved and things, the animals need to be fed. So you have to, things need to be carried around and things need to be done in various places. So there's quite a lot of walking involved. Um, I've given up counting my steps, but I suppose I could <laughs> if I wanted to feel proud of myself or something. But I, I get quite a bit of exercise, not as much as I think I do probably, which is where counting my steps and using my phone app and all that kind of stuff would probably be helpful. I'm not sure. Anyway, so uh, is this because I've got an appointment, I've got to go and have a blood test and a uh, blood pressure and all that kind of stuff? It's just that time of year they want to review my medication. <laughs> uh, and as the years go by, you start collecting, don't you? You start collecting little gatherings of this tablet and that tablet and one of those and a couple of those and it starts to get, I remember my my parents at breakfast there was a little ritual and all the pots would come out and all the things would be sorted out into little piles and then there'd be at various times that during breakfast they would kind of work their way along this these little piles of uh, supplements and tablets and various things uh, I'm not I'm not there yet but they're trying to make me gather my collections of pills. So I'm resisting that as much as I can. So uh, yeah, green gym, keeping fit. But there are some days when there is just a little bit more gravity than normal. Have you noticed that? I'm not sure what to do with the weather, the distance of the moon or solar weather or something. Who knows? <laughs> I think it's me, isn't it? It's me. Today was a high gravity day. So I picked up this bag of food as usual. I think, oh, this feels heavy. <laughs> and you can feel the, the weight kind of going down through the long bones of my legs. I can feel it in the knee and and, the, and it's sat on my shoulder and I'm carrying this. I think, oh, this is heavier than normal. And it can't be, can it? It's not really heavier than normal at all. It's just, it feels it. And sometimes things are like that. that they're not really like that at all, but it feels like it. And that's almost the same. <laughs> There's a reality if that's the way it feels. I was up with the boys today doing the feeding and it's a bit damp this afternoon. So they've, they've all been in, I think all of them. Not sure about Howell. Howell, um, he's a bit of a loner in some ways. He's the he's the one who's the, the one who leans over the fence trying to talk to the girls all the time. He's always in position ready to see where the girls are. And so he might have been out. But he, as I came up to the gate, he was kind of approached his normal position and he was adding to his poo pile. But he was having a wee, and it went on, and on, and on, and on. It was, uh, 
a long time sitting, I think. And, and then he got up and he decided, oh, I need to go. So <laughs> he was doing all of that. Eventually he finished and I'd opened the food store and he came came in and I was able to to kind of catch him up, really. That's the, the best way to describe it. I kind of cornered him slightly. I stopped him backing out. I grabbed him quickly and had a quick look. Now he had this lump on his jaw mm, or in his mouth. Do you remember I told you last time about Rosalind and how she, she was doing this thing? She's She's got some definite hamster tendencies at the moment. She's still, she's still got these little pouch things full of food and, and at various times. Well, he had one. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sure. Okay, no. So I managed to investigate, hold him still and investigate. He wasn't very happy about this. He's normally okay, but he really wasn't very happy about it. He didn't like me poking around. I'm like, oh dear, I poked around. I had a good poke around and I don't know. Tried to open his mouth. He didn't like that at all. So I'm thinking, this is, is it so uncomfortable that he's really just doesn't want to be fiddled with here? Or is this just normal? I'm sorry, I thought we were having tea and now you're you're, you're taking hold of me and having a look in my mouth. That, that isn't really what I wanted. So, mm, I'd had a look. I put some food out and it changed. It was still there a little bit, but it was much, much less. And then by the time we'd I fed the others, and by the time he came back to the food again, the the lump in his on his jaw wasn't on his jaw at all. His mouth wasn't on his mouth at all. It was it obviously gone. It was some some food. He'd been chewing the cud. I think he'd been sat down chewing the cud for a long time, which is why when he came to do, go to the loo uh, and have a wee, he he went on for a very long time. So mm, I think I'm I'm just feeling a bit paranoid about about lumps and jaws and things at the moment. So. Rosalind caught me out and Howell caught me out as well. He had me worried. He had me worried for a minute. Just testing, just having a look. So the others were fine. Um, but normally where you're going to find it, in fact, is more the, the bottom jaw. That's normally where you find the swelling and the, the... It could be the top. There's no reason why it shouldn't be the top, but typically it seems to be the bottom, the back teeth, the molars, and down into the jaw and there's a swelling on the jaw. And if you run your finger down, you can you can hold them steady and then you run your finger down the jaw there's a you can feel the bone and go and then there's just something and you go oh yeah okay and you can feel the teeth sometimes as they get older the teeth become more prominent um the gums recede i guess and you can feel the the molars at the back that's not that's not a thing that's not a thing that's just as they're getting older the teeth become more evident um but when there's when there's a swelling there when there is a uh, an abscess a, a an infection, then it's it really is obvious, and I'm I'm overthinking and being over paranoid. So don't do that. Don't follow me, but just keep an eye. And I, I'm also recognizing that I'm right-handed. When I do the shearing of the alpacas, I'm right-handed, and I do things slightly different as I'm doing the heads and things. I do them. I just do them. I try to do them the same. They look the same to me when I'm finished. I think, but I obviously do them slightly differently. So at this end of the year. So we're now what? Five, six months on. The fleece is growing around the face, around the jaw again. Uh, and it's, but it's uneven. It's slightly longer on one side than the other. And I think that's just because I'm right-handed. That's just the way I do, do the shearing. So I'm, next time, and I say that every year, next time I will be more careful about balancing things up. Um, and then they've been sitting a bit. The fleece is getting a bit longer on the legs and they've been sitting a bit. And then some of them go, oh, they've got funny shaped legs, haven't they? Oh, dear. Oh. And it's the fleece. 
and the wet <laughs> and, and a, a dry, windy day and the legs change, change shape again. Oh, I am so easily fooled. No, but you, you notice something and you go, mm, that's interesting. That's out of normal. So that's a good thing to be doing, but don't panic. So there we go. Hmm. Interesting. So I've been watching the, the girls, there's a few of them, have been heading up early on, before breakfast, they're heading up to the top of Bankside, which is the, the field, the paddock, just opposite the house. So I get a really good view of it when I open the curtains in the morning. And some of them are going up to the top. Now, they do that, and they, they do like the grass in there. They, they regularly will be in there grazing anyway. But there's a few of them going right to the top. Like, What's going on here? And uh, the other day, Sue gave me a shout on the phone, um, just or sent me a message, just to say that, is it all right? <laughs> Rosalind is eating acorns and she's crunch, crunch, crunch. She's crunching these things. Um, this year has been one of those mast years, as they call it. A mast year is when you get more abundance of the seeds and it can be various things from, from the the different trees, but, but in terms of oak trees and mast year, you have a lot of acorns. They are enormous and a lot more of them on the ground, I'm, I'm finding as I'm going up, walking up to the boys to feed them today again, I'm walking and, I, and I'm I'm kind of treading on stuff all the time because there are so many acorns that have fallen that are on the ground. And they're, they're really big, big, juicy ones if you're into acorns. And should should alpacas be into acorns? No, not really. They shouldn't. Normally, they ignore them. They're normally not around in any particular numbers. Um, it can be a problem if they have access to too many. And they kind of gorge on them. You've got to be careful about that. So I wouldn't put them in a, a place that's, that's, that's got a lot of oak trees. That's not probably not a good idea. Um, so I've been clearing them. And <laughs> they usually still get there before we first think of the morning. Though. And if the wind blows, then it's going to be more on the ground. So I've been clearing them so there's not an excess of them. And they're not going to kind of overdo. There can be problems with uh, sort of liver and kidney damage and various things. So you just need to be careful. They're not highly poisonous, but they're not good for them. Uh, and... Uh, Normally they're fairly sensible, but they're not always. So there's that. There's there's other things as well. We've got the the keys of the um, the other tree. What's that? That's the sycamore tree. Produces the keys, and they, they, they there's quite a few of those around. Uh, they're not interested in those at all, which is fine. But that just the the large, juicy acorns seem to be attractive this year. There's a lot of other things around as well. There's some areas earlier on in the year we had quite a lot of. On the drive, as you go down from the house, there were a lot of, uh, now, are they cob nuts or, I think I think probably they were just hazel. But there we are. It was something. They were like hazelnuts. Um, and I would have, I would, I would settle on them being hazel rather than cob. But they're not, they're kind of weeds that have grown there. But beautiful weeds. I like them a lot. And uh, they, they do coppice nicely. So if you chop them back, cut them back down to, to ground level. Or thereabouts, they will grow back again, and you get some some really nice growth. And the leaves are lovely, and they they change nicely, colour wise. The valley continues to develop nicely with its range of colours, and the bronzes and browns and the off greens. There's a few still very green, and quite a bit of thinning in places. There's some that have been losing their leaves, and now you see the green, the vivid green, <laughs> and it's ivy. Oh. Oh, there we go. So that can be a problem because you get extra, it catches the wind and then it's just got extra load when the wind blows and there's so much ivy on the tree. So I usually try and cut them back at the at the base and, and let them die back. 
but there's a few that where they it's ahead of me, so I need to go and do some work on that. Uh, birds are busy, lots of lovely sing. Uh, particularly the the robins, actually. I don't know what the robins are up to, but they're doing a lot of singing at the moment, which is nice to hear. And of course, the usual thrushes and things. But we've the ducks. Now there was the ducks. The, all the, all those ducks that were there. No, they're not there now. And we haven't seen any of the Canada geese for the last week or t- ten days. <laughs> Where have they gone to? I don't know. I have no idea. And the the ducks, the ones that I couldn't identify. We had some mallards. I can't even see the mallards around anymore. But the these other collection of uh, of ducks that we were quite quite a lot of them. I mean, the good. I mean, there was probably about twenty odd in all, with all the, the mix of them. But these ones that I couldn't get close enough to identify, I still <laughs> they've gone, and I still didn't get to identify them. They will be back, and I will I will at some point I will find out what they were. But meanwhile, we've still got the mohens and their calls, and we've also then got the the lovely calls and the across the water of the little grebes. And they're, de- they're delightful little birds. So do have a look. I'll put put a, a link somewhere in the episode notes. But the little grebes are, are, are lovely and they, they're, they're, they're a lot of fun. They chase each other and they, they kind of skitter across the, they get a pattern on, on the way. They skitter, skitter, skitter across the surface of the water and then they dive down. They spend a lot of time diving underwater. Uh, but a beautiful bird. Again, quite shy. They, they tend to disappear before you get too close to them. But they're worth checking out if you can get to see some. So yeah, so the valley continues. The season is growing into very definitely it's autumn now or fall. And we haven't had any frosts yet. It was cold the other morning. I put my gloves on and realized I was really grateful to have my gloves on and thought, oh, right. It's the, well, I mean, it was feeling, it was feeling cold, but I, I had my coat on and not just a t-shirt. I definitely had my coat on and I'd, I'd made a wise choice at that point. But I was also feeling this is nice to have my gloves on. I was mucking outside and wanted to do it anyway, but have the gloves on, that is. But it was, uh, I felt the difference, felt the benefit. So my hands were getting a little bit cold. So that's a new little nudge towards the colder weather. Uh, but I really love this time of year. I, I think, uh, I keep changing my mind, don't I? But I, I think this is probably one of my favourite times of the year. It certainly is one of my favourite times. I think it might be my favourite time of all. I love the colours. I love the the lightest change, so the angle of the sun. That's really it's very distinct, very very different. And then towards the end of this month, we've got the clocks changing, so that will be another marker along the way. So I'm hoping that you're keeping fit and well. I'm hoping that you're making use of your green gym where you can. Uh, handling things needs to be done carefully. Don't do any damage to backs or anywhere else and you can take advantage of of those things and the the walking the carrying all those things as being part of your exercise so if that's the case you can take it a bit longer can't you? you could take a bit longer about it and spend a bit more time out and about and except when it rains and and also if you can go spend some time with an alpaca ah <sighs> Does you good? Does your heart good? Does your soul good? And if you're carrying stuff around, it does your body good as well. So there you go. Take care. Hope you're going to stay well and hope to see you again soon. Bye for now.
This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.